This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. How Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken are balancing, doing this delicate balance. So I thought Blinken's trips uh, yesterday to the West Bank and to Iraq were uh, perfect examples of how this administration, led by President Trump, uh, but but with Blinken as his key uh, uh, associate, are doing the hard things, are going to the places that are dangerous for an American Secretary of State to go to Ramallah, uh, yeah. almost in a state of insurrection uh, against against Israel, angry at America, T- takes a lot of guts. Same thing with going to, to Baghdad. The leader of one of the militias, Kataib Hezbollah, said before Blinken arrived, Anthony Blinken, son of a Jew, don't you dare come here. We threaten violence. There's an elaborate statement. Blinken went anyway. And he said, uh, we have an interest in, in a stable Iraq. He warned the Shiite militias uh, to be careful. So the two things I see Blinken focusing on for President Biden are deterring a wider war that would be driven by Iran's proxies. That's why you go to Baghdad. You say, don't do it. You know, I'm here to show, don't do it. And then secondly, okay. the, this key question. I of wanted the de- to play that from yesterday. Um, I went on a rant yesterday. Frank Gaffney, you join us. And Frank, I want you, you're going to break down, uh, you're going to take what Kerry said yesterday, we're going to take it up one notch about Obama and about Obama in the Muslim Brotherhood and Obama in the Persians. But I just want to make that sure right there that Ignatius talks about Anthony Blinken going to Baghdad to meet with the Shiite militias and, and concern about the Shiite militias because the Persians, Iran, control Baghdad after, I don't know, 20 years of American effort, 8,000, was 8,000 young men and women dead, all of it. Uh, so walk us through the Obama, the Obama responsibility. Let's start with the Muslim Brotherhood first. That's the, and I, I hate even calling this thing Hamas. Who knows what Hamas is and who cares what Hamas is? The Muslim Brotherhood have franchises all over the world. And they've infiltrated the United States government. I know this for a fact because in all my efforts in the White House, which I had a, a pretty good run, the one thing I tell people that I had absolutely no, no lift at all, I got no traction, I was browbeaten and nothing happened was to name the Muslim Brotherhood a terrorist organization. And the reason, Frank, as you know, because you were helping me out on all the things in the White House, the reason that we got, didn't get any traction, is the infiltration of the Muslim Brotherhood into the American government. And a lot of that, if not all of it, happened in uh, Obama's term. Uh, I guess I guess it even started earlier. So walk us through, Frank. Let's talk the Muslim Brotherhood. We're going to do it. Muslim Brotherhood on one side, the Sunnis, 
and we're going to do the Shiites, the Persians on the other. Let's start with the Muslim Brotherhood. Obama's culpability here. Yeah, just a quick hello to Carrie Lake, who I'm a big fan of. We had a chance to meet in Phoenix a couple of months ago, and it's great to see you here. Listen, uh, let me just set the stage, Steve, as I talked to you about before. Um, this little pamphlet, um, which we published at the Center for Security Policy Press, you can get it there uh, online if you care to. Uh, it talks about the mission of the Muslim Brotherhood being destroying Western civilization from within by our hands and the hands of the believers. Uh, that is a document that uh, was found in the Muslim Brotherhood archives back in, I think, the mid-1990s. Here's the point. There was a guy by the name of Abdurrahman Alamudi, who I think kicked all this thing into gear in a serious way in the Clinton administration. As I talked to you about before, Steve, he hedged his bets when the 2000 election was beginning, he wanted to make sure he had inroads to the Republicans as well. He lashed up with the guy you know called Grover Norquist, Carl Rove, to get inside the Bush campaign of 2000. And that translated particularly on and after 2011's um, um, attack, 9-11, uh, into access to the administration. Big Time. I believe from that moment to this, when they got George W. Bush after 9-11 to say Islam is a religion of peace, jihad is about personal struggle, the people attacking, uh, hijacking these plans are trying to hijack a great Islamic or Abrahamic faith. All of that has created some of the abject confusion that gave rise, among other things, to a hopeless mission in places like Afghanistan and Iraq. We didn't understand who the enemy was. We didn't understand that by helping write constitutions, enshrining Sharia, the totalitarian Islamic code of Islam in the text at American hands was just totally, obviously, a formula for disaster. The point is, bringing us to Barack Obama, there was all of that baked in. But he brought within a, a youth spent marinating in Islam in Indonesia. He had a Muslim sponsor apparently pay his way through Harvard. He has been in the thrall of Islam, I think, uh, from you know his earliest days. In fact, he famously told a blogger at one point, uh, the prettiest sound, one of the prettiest sounds in the world is the uh, Muslim call to prayer in the evening. Um, this is the kind of guy who had, I think, a deep affinity for Islam and demonstrated it once he was president within six months, as Rahim just said, going to the heart of authoritative Islam, Al-Azhar University, and not only making a pandering, groveling speech that was, well, I think, informed by uh, Sharia supremacism. But he insisted that the Muslim Brotherhood be able to populate the first, I think, three rows of the auditorium. This was a, this was a, a, a party that was banned by the uh, government of uh, Egypt at the time, Hosni Mubarak's, and for good reason. They were enemies of our friends in Egypt. They were enemies of ours. He nonetheless began in that way and in subsequent efforts, bureaucratic and otherwise, to... Uh, submit 
to Islam. Notably, in 2010, Steve, <clears throat> there were a slew of things, uh, lexicons for the FBI in terms of discussing terrorism, uh, uh, the guidance out of the Pentagon for the Quadren Quadrennial Defense Review, a similar review out of the Department of Homeland Security, the National Counterterrorism Center. All of these things made it absolutely express policy of the United States government that you could not associate Islam you could not talk about jihad, you could not talk about Sharia in any context relating to the threat that we were facing in the form of terrorism. And you know what's really interesting, Steve, a friend of ours, Steve Coughlin, did an analysis. He, he went through the 9-11 report, which was issued by the 9-11 Commission back, I believe, in 2004. And, you know, there are dozens of references to Islam and to Sharia and to Jihad and so on. And from about 2010 forward, none of that appeared in any of these official docs, uh, documents of the U.S. government. Why? Because we were submitting to essentially Sharia, the the blasphemy laws that that say you can't you can't uh, in any way uh, defame Islam, and that turned into I believe an emboldening of the Muslim Brotherhood yes. that turned into the Arab Spring, that turned into the overthrow of Mubarak and others who were friends of ours, and by the way, put on you know uh, oh I don't know nitroglycerin the efforts of the Muslim Brotherhood to not only build out infrastructure in this country, hundreds and hundreds of Islamic centers and mosques and other front groups, some of which, by the way, Steve, were identified by the United States government back in 2008 in the Bush administration as unindicted co-conspirators in the largest terrorism financing trial in U.S. history, the Holy Land Foundation trial. And most of, it's a who's who of the Muslim Brotherhood apparatuses and apparatchiks in this country. And the idea, we're told, was that that list was supposed to be the follow-on prosecution to the Holy Land Foundation trial. But something happened in November of 2008 Barack Obama was elected president of the United States. That whole prosecution uh, was shut down. And Unbelievable. a few years later, you were trying what, to figure what, what, out how do we Frank, designate Hank, these we're guys. Going to that do we're going to go into that prosecution later in, in the week with you. I've got Kerry here. I want to pivot now to Obama and Obama's regime in sponsoring the Persians and the Iranians. Her case yesterday. Walk me through not only the Muslim Brotherhood sponsors, they were almost a bigger sponsor of the Persians, uh, the, the Shiite version of our mortal enemy. Walk us through it. Oh, I think in, in any term you wish to use, uh, any you know measure of merit, um, it was vastly worse with respect to the Iranians. I have been told a fantastic story, and uh, it may or may not be ready for prime time, but um, that Barack Obama was exhibiting enormous wealth when he was first elected to the United States Senate. And that uh, when trap lines were run on it, the explanation was that he was getting money from the Iranians, which could explain an awful lot. His commitment, uh, which uh, Robert Malley uh, was personifying in both the Obama-Biden 1.0 and 2.0 terms, with a short pause when he was a little too enthusiastic about Hamas, 
but he's brought back in to close the deal with uh, the Iranians that came to be called the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. He's also was, of course, featured prominently in Obama-Biden 3.0, the current administration. But yes, Steve, uh, the Iranians were essentially appeased at every turn by Barack Obama. Uh, they were, I believe, um, given all kinds of inducements, of course, to get into this uh, so-called deal. Uh, they were, uh, a blind eye was turned towards their role as the world's leading sponsor of terrorism. Uh, they were given pallets of cash, as, as Kerry pointed out. Um, and Barack Obama was an I believe an enthusiast beyond uh, all comprehension, unless perhaps he had been bought for doing deals with Iran, is raising them up to become the new hegemon of the Middle East, even if that meant essentially uh, putting our, you know, very important ally Israel and others who were uh, terrified of what the Iranians would do to them. Um, in extreme danger. And that's what he did. And Biden has taken that, by the way, to the next level. And I think when Obama came out and said uh, the other day that, um, you know, uh, we all uh, have dirty hands, nobody's got clean hands, something to that effect, um, it was just another reminder that this guy is playing a role behind the scenes, even now, promoting the same kinds of pro- Sharia supremacist agenda. Yeah. And rightly so. Hang on a second, Frank. I'm going to hold you through the next block. Sharia supremacist. This is why you went after Obama yesterday. You think he's behind the scenes still sticking his nose in this? I do think he is, and he started the whole ball rolling. I mean, well, Frank gave us a big history, but, you know, under his... presidency, we had seven Islamic terror attacks on U.S. soil. I think of the one that was the worst, and you know, they were all horrible. The Christmas party, the California Christmas party in San Bernardino, uh, Islamic massacre, and President uh, Obama called that workplace violence. He wouldn't even call it what it was. He stopped the investigation of these Muslim Brotherhood groups uh, that were associated. He stopped in the investigation of those. And um, he could have done so much more. And if, if what Frank just said is true, that there's evidence of payments from Iran, that's treasonous. That's big time. you got Biden already. We've got enough evidence on him from CCP, throwing the Ukraine too, but definitely CCP, that you could, uh, uh, Johnson could tomorrow move to impeachment. we got to look into everything related to Obama. And let me throw in John Kerry in there. There's something not right. Short commercial break. Kerry Lake, we're at the Ahern Hotel in Las Vegas, a big Kerry uh, Lake event tonight. We want all the War Room posse go. Go to kerrylake.com slash Vegas, baby. Okay, just Las Vegas. <laughs> just Vegas to get your uh, to get in, get on the list. We want to see everybody here. Short break, Gaffney Harnwell in the Kerry Lake next in the War Room. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value. Because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, 
Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, before I go back to Frank Gaffney, um, first off, the, the you you're a populist. You ran a very grassroots campaign for governor. The Senate run looks very grassroots. What are the people in Arizona talking to you about when they are processing this early phase of the Third World War? At the same time, one of the biggest fronts, if not the biggest front, is the invasion of our nation right. with now 10 million invaders, and we just did a weekend special in Arizona, down at the Indian Reservation. It's mm-hmm. just, and it's shocking. We had Border Patrol Council, we had the Arizona Recon uh, Volunteers, and they're saying they've never seen, it's getting worse. Now, part of that is Katie Hobbs, no doubt. Yeah. Also, part of that is Biden, these guys are put, saying you gotta do it right now. Thoughts? Well, well, they've welded the, the gates open on the wall down there. It's, you know, it's a complete invasion. And the people of Arizona, they're horrified that we've got people in Washington, D.C. so out of touch that they're trying to tie up any border spending to build the wall with Ukraine spending. It's like, really, you're going to hold us hostage in Arizona, frankly, in America, to get this invasion stopped um, in so order in the to Senate, launder you, more money In the Senate, Ukraine. you would not support that. that, that not support that's that. an initiative coming from the Senate. The House has been very hesitant uh, to pick that up. They're saying, you know, right now there's a majority the majority of the House saying no Ukraine money won't bring it forward. But you would not support that I in would the not, Senate? I, I wouldn't support another penny going to Zelensky. His own, his own uh, you know, military is saying it's, it's a lost cause over here. Why are we pouring more money in? And we know the money is, there's no accounting for that money. We know it's going to pay for the pensions of the people in Ukraine. This is the biggest America last spending what policy What are the folks in Arizona say about that, about Ukraine? They're, they're wondering why there's such a need for us to get over there and protect their borders when ours is wide open. The people are so sick of what's happening in D.C., and that's why they want President Trump to get in there. President Trump had secured that border better than I've ever seen it in my nearly three decades living in Arizona. Now it is absolutely the worst we've ever seen it. We've got dangerous people coming in. We've got criminals coming in, terrorists coming in. And they're very concerned about a terrorist attack like what we just saw on October 7th in Israel happening in America. Our infrastructure is not because secure. Of, because of, uh, as Gaffney and others have warned us, and Rahim, because of the southern border? Because the, of the southern border. How do you think these people are getting in? They're walking okay. across the border. Hang on. If you look at Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and California, I've got, what, eight senators. None of those are firebrand. You would be the one U.S. senator in those frontline border states that would be the firebrand about the invasion of this nation in the, in the southern border. What will you do in the Senate as that one voice on the front line? Because the rest of the senators, the Democrats are terrible, but even the Republicans, the Texas, two Texas, Cruz and, uh, and Cornyn's terrible, Cruz's fleet average. 
what, why, would Kerry, why would people look to Kerry Lake to be the voice of sealing this border? I don't know why anybody in the House or the Senate is agreeing to do anything without securing our southern border. This is the biggest risk we have right now as a country. Everything should be on hold until we get that border secured. That means money to build the wall. Now, the Democrats, we've got a, imagine having a severed artery. You've got blood squirting out everywhere, and they want to spend money on, on the paper towels to mop it up rather than stopping the bleeding. They, they want to put they money go, into they the want, NGOs. They, but they, they, want, they want more processing. They want processing centers. Yeah. Everything in their budget is more processing to get people Processing people. They call them asylum seekers rather than people coming over here illegally. And they want to spend the money there. They don't want the border border shut down because there's so much money that can be poured in that they can use for political clout and they want to pour that money in but they don't want to stop the bleeding we've got to secure the border we've got to stop the bleeding and then we can do the mop-up job and clean it up but i i think we need at least one we you know what matt gates did was a very bold move we need somebody who can do and and has the courage to act boldly and say we're not doing anything until we secure the border how many more millions of people have to come in? Our country is destabilized. We have dangerous people coming in. It should be priority number one. And it shouldn't be tied to spending, going over to Ukraine, laundering money through this Zelensky guy that I don't, I don't know. Why do people trust that guy? Uh, War Room does not from the very beginning. There's other commentators that have been fanboying this guy. He's a crook. We need to have a, we need to have a tribunal to get our money back. Let me ask you, you got the border. Uh, and then today, coming out of the Senate, they're talking about, it, remember, the um, Gates revolt was predicated on process and rules about appropriations of how we're going to stop the spending. Mm-hmm. And you only stop the spending with single-issue appropriations bills. So the, the, the lobbyists can't play tricks. Yeah. That it's all out there exposed. And you see who votes for it. The, you know, people are unmasked. And now the Senate is talking about a maxi bus or mini buses. Everybody's trying to get to that that omnibus so they can't see anything that's going on. When it comes to spending and the cutting of federal spending, when you're in the United States Senate, what can people depend on Kerry Lake to do? Well, we have to cut. We have to cut the spending. I mean, you talked about just the interest. What did you say it was? One, one trillion. No, everybody laughed at me. Six hundred billion. It's going to be the one, interest alone this year is coming in. This is going to be what they've admitted today. Bloomberg did the analysis. One trillion. I think it's going to get up to $1.25 trillion. Just the interest expense alone will be the biggest line item, bigger than, uh, bigger, I think, Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, and the defense budget. It'll be, it's going to start to be the single biggest part of our budget because of $34 trillion and refinancing at higher rates. It's just simple math. Well, there's a lot of things we can do, but unfortunately we're in such a hole right now that we could do a million good moves and we're still going to be in a hole. This is a deep, deep hole with way too much spending. But, you know, I think most of the spending is unconstitutional. We, we throw so much money at these three-letter agencies and we could really cut back there. I think You're for deconstructing the administrative state? You want to I'm take on the administrative for that. The thing you'll is, back, you'll have Trump's Trump in the in Senate there, In the Senate, you'll have Trump's back on that? Because Trump's totally going will. hard. You see all these articles that training people up and the policies yep. and the New York Times is in meltdown. This is all beginning of the, uh, of the autocracy. We're spending like crazy and our revenues are down because Joe Biden is shipping our jobs overseas. When he shut down the energy sector, pretty much, when he shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, look how many jobs were lost. Those are high-paying jobs. Those people do pay into taxes. So he's shutting that down, sending our jobs overseas. We don't have any revenue coming in under Joe Biden because there's a lack of high-paying jobs that are being created. It's just a 
a mess all over. It's as if he doesn't understand the economy, the basics of the economy. But I think when President Trump gets in, we are going to see a slashing of government spending. And it's been needed for years, decades. He's going to start slashing government spending. I will support that. We cannot keep spending the way that we are and survive as a nation. When you go around the state and talk to people, independents, uh, moderates, maybe even some Democrats are open to listen to your, not, not just MAGA, what's the feedback you're getting about the government spending and, and the national debt? I think it's just it's a level of frustration because what people are are so focused on how they're getting by every day right now they can't afford to get by and that's a really scary place to be when you're a mom and dad and you've got kids when you go how do we get by it used to be uh, the the figures have gone up in a huge way and I might get them a little bit off but it was, it used to be you needed seven hundred and I think thirty or forty dollars more a month just to live the same way you were under Trump under Biden's economy. I just heard a new figure. It's closer to $1,200 more. How many people out there have gotten a $1,200 a month pay increase? I don't think anybody has. And we cannot sustain this as families. Families are struggling right now. And then they look and they hear a figure like $33 trillion or uh, $1 trillion in just interest alone. These are figures that people can't even comprehend. Is that one of the problems that the numbers are so big? That it's, people are over, one of the things we try to do on the show is explain capital markets, explain the economy. But do you think most people are just so overwhelmed, they hear these numbers, and it's like the terror of math, they just, they just can't comprehend, so they just go along their daily lives? I think it is that, but I think their daily lives are so difficult right now that they, because of this. they can't follow along every misdeed that D.C. is doing because they're just <laughs> trying to survive. And when they're struggling financially, they're also concerned about their own personal safety. The crime is out of control, and part of it's due to the open borders, part of it's due to the defunding of police. And the Democrats obviously are sending us on a total destruction course to destroy our country. And I think people are going to show up and vote like we've never seen before. I do believe, Steve, we're going to get President Trump back in there. And it's going to be whiplash. It's going to be so quick, the turnaround. Your, and he's going to need fighters in D.C. Your to two opponents in the, in the general, one is a complete sellout to the private equity community, the existing senator. And the, the, uh, the congressman, is, is he the most radical guy in Congress? I think he's pretty radical. Absolutely. He's talking about, you know, now he's talking about the border. But every single so chance so that funny. he and Kirsten Cinema had to help President Trump secure that border, they voted against it. And now all of a sudden they're talking about the border. We need more money. But they don't want more money to finish the wall. They want more money, again, to pour into all of these special projects that are going to keep, as they call them, the asylum seekers, which, by the way, 95% maybe more, of these asylum cases are fraudulent, fraudulent asylum cases. And they want more money to process people and bring them in. They are for keeping everybody who's coming across the border, allowing them to stay. They are against the border wall. Now, this may change because I call Kirsten, Kirsten Chameleon. She knows that she's struggling. The polling shows her at 15%. And maybe she'll all of a sudden change and say she's for the wall. How is she? She's, she is more than anybody. I think she's disappointed so many people, Democratic Party, independents have voted for her. She's thrown in with the globalists. I mean, she's owned by the – she went in and, and, and lifted out the carried interest tax to, to kowtow to private equity. I mean, she's the, she's the sponsor of private equity and all their uh, egregious behavior 
in the Senate. I don't if she changes, it'll be so phony because she is a she represents the globalists. That's right. And I think you know if you I, I guess it came out in Mitt Romney's book. I never read it, um, but I heard the the quotes from Mitt Romney's book that she's saying, well, if I if I don't win, then I'll just go and make a billion dollars somewhere. Right. And and these people will repay her that favor. Big they, time. They save so much money because of that. Oh, she st- the, the the cared interest tax benefit to she private equity. She doesn't care about the people of Arizona. Yeah. She called Arizona the meth lab of democracy. She's on record saying she's the most liberal legislator in the entire state. And now she's trying to do a switcheroo yeah. and call herself moderate. Boy, the people aren't going to fall for is it. Is this Senate race going to be fun in Arizona or what? Carrie <laughs> <laughs> Lake's just getting warmed up. Short break. I got Gaffney. We got Harnwell. We have Carrie uh, here at the Ahern Hotel in Vegas. Back in a moment. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, we're absolutely jammed, and we got a lot of stuff, even news breaking on the border about what's coming out of the Senate, maybe a filibuster. The border's gotten pretty sexy for some Johnny-come-latelys, has it not? You've been fighting this for years. We have been. I think we had the greatest border policy the country had ever seen. I offered it, by the way, to every any governor who wanted it, and none of them wanted it. And now it's at critical mass. Everyone's realizing, oh, my gosh, this is the biggest well, the fir- political people for, The first act you were going to do as governor was challenge the Biden administration, the Biden regime, yeah, right? call it what it is, an invasion. And, and we were going to take control of our own border, which we have the right to do under the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. When we're being invaded... And the government's not doing anything to protect the people. The governor of the state can do that. And so that's what it's about. They're finally figuring it out. Listen, I'm glad they're finally figuring it out. Get busy. Fund the border wall. Get it built. It can be done in weeks. Well, this is why we need you in the Senate, because you know more. You, you've forgotten more about the border than most of those guys. Now, let me go. Gaffney, Biden and the Persians, Biden and the Muslim Brotherhood. You're going to have more updates and reports in the, in the coming days. Yes, sir. Uh, just a quick rounding out of what we've talked about. Uh, I've gone through the chronology of recent presidents and their accommodations to these Sharia supremacists. Uh, Joe Biden has been in spades. Um, on the 26th of October, he had a White House uh, meeting with five uh, individuals, uh, at least three of whom are pedigreed Muslim Brotherhood operatives. 
Um, one is uh, a fellow by the name of Keith Ellison, who is now unbelievably the Attorney General of Minnesota. Another is a prominent um, interfaith dialogue influence operator by the name of Iman uh, Mohammed Majid of the Adams Center here in Northern Virginia. And the last one is not as well known, Wael Al-Zayat, who is the head of a group called M-Gage. Why is that important? Because M-Gage did a fundraising operation for uh, Joe Biden before the 2020 election, at which Joe Biden promised that if they got support to him, he would place Muslims all over his government. The Washington Post the other day chronicled that meeting. They described it as, I guess I have to clean this up a little bit, an excrement show in which the president apparently uh, was badly beaten up by these guys. But uh, Tony Blinken had his own exercise with, count them, 70 Arab American and Muslim political appointees from across the government that are now working inside of it and who don't like Joe Biden's lip service, at least, to support for Israel. So this is what's going on inside the administration with Muslim Brotherhood operatives that are tied up with, going back to what, Karen, you were talking about a moment ago, the infrastructure these guys have built in this country over the past decades. The other piece of this is, of course, um, Rob Malley, I mentioned earlier, uh, though he has been put out to pasture uh, for apparently mishandling classified information or actually giving top secrets to the Iranians, has nonetheless placed another of these um, Sharia supremacist types uh, working for Iran in the office of uh, the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Special Operations. Kash Patel has been talking about this wow. a lot on the show. He's absolutely yeah. right to be warning about it. This kind of penetration, if we had a counterintelligence service worth a damn and yes. we don't. Yes. This wouldn't be happening. But again, probably Joe Biden wouldn't be president of the United if, States. If, if Chris Ray, if Chris Ray wasn't focused on Catholics uh, saying the rosary at abortion centers and more focused on CCP, Persian, Muslim Brotherhood, infiltration of our government, we'd be much more safe and secure. Frank, yeah, uh, give all your touch points. That, Steve, as you know, <laughs> exactly. we're not tracking. Ca all those uh, guys. Cash is on the show to say cash is on the show this afternoon. Where do people what are your touch points? Uh, contact points and people can follow you. I just want to really commend to everybody who's interested in this subject of Sharia supremacism, a book that we published at the Center for Security Policy. We call it a Team B2 exercise. Sharia, the threat to America. You can get it online at securefreedom.org. Um, we're at presentdangerchina.org. We're going to have an important uh, anticipatory webinar uh, this week on Thursday from 1 p.m. to 2.15 Eastern on the upcoming summit between the arsonist, Xi Jinping and Joe Biden. You can also find our stuff at securingamerica.tv, wow. which uh, is where our show appears frequently, as well as here, of course, on Real America's Voice. God bless you, Steve. God bless you too, Kerry. Thank you, brother. Uh, look forward to having you back on the next couple of days. Uh, so even as we were speaking here, not that the Senate's listening to us, but they announced they're going to do a filibuster. I think on all the spending bills, it looks like NBC News was reporting because of change, fundamental changes to border policy, not even the funding, but to border policy around the, the asylum system they gamed. That, that shows you why your voice is needed. I mean, if you were there for that filibuster, it'd be a, it'd be a, a game changer. Well, we, 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 we're going to win and we're going to get President Trump in office and we're going to turn this around. I hope, I hope they get busy before then because I don't know how much more America can take. 
But they, I think they're seeing the day is coming. Trump's going to win. We're going to secure the border. Start it now. Start it now. That We can't take much more. We don't know who's coming in. We are at great okay. risk because of the cartels controlling the border. This audience is interested in Carrie Lake and her campaign. So walk us through. Take we got 10 minutes. Walk me through everything. The the fights you still got in Arizona in this campaign for the well, Senate. Well, I, I want to go back a little a little ways. And, and a lot of people have said, wait a minute, you're running for Senate. What about the election cases? You, have you given up? Absolutely not. We have three cases that are moving forward. Uh, we need people's help. You know, somebody said, somebody was mad. Why are you running? You've given up. And I thought, I wanted to say some, you know, Twitter tough guy. What have you done? You know, do you care about our elections? I do. And we are continuing to move our cases forward. We need people's help. Save Arizona Fund, F-U-N-D, Save Arizona Fund is how you can help. Pay our attorneys so that they continue. These people are so evil that they're trying to disbar my attorneys. They, they are worried about our cases. Our cases are effective. They will actually help secure the 24 election. This, this Your new, cases. Our case. It's going into the appellate court right now. They're trying to drag things out, of course, but we're putting, uh, filing a brief here in the next week or so, and I think it's going to be blockbuster. Um, but we have to continue these cases. I believe that one of them will help crack this whole thing open and change going forward so 24 is secure. Can, 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 can Carrie Lake and Donald Trump win in 2024? We can win with, in a landslide. Yes, but can you beat... I know the audience is going to blow me up right now, but can you beat the cheating that you know they're going to do in Arizona? I think things have gotten so bad that people are going to show up in such massive numbers that they won't be able to cheat their way around it. And that's why they're trying to uh, lock up President Trump. That's why they're trying to dissuade me from uh, even being on the ticket. Remember when they tried to bribe me for being on the ticket? That's why they're, you know, I've got the Perkins Coie. Tell, tell folks that. I've story. got the Perkins Coie attorneys threatening me and trying to get me to stop the case. So we've actually, we're going to go on the offense, and I've asked the Arizona Bar Association to investigate and, and consider removing this person's license. If they can play that game, we can as well. Yeah, I had some um, political operative show up at my door back in March, um, offer a big paycheck, a prestigious position, a place on a board, if I would just sit out the 24 election. The funny thing is at that moment, I wasn't really thinking of getting into the 24 election. But what I've realized is what they pulled a year ago tomorrow in Arizona was a way to stop our movement, our movement, a populist movement, to turn this country around and get it on the right track. And if I don't remain in politics, then we're giving them, the corrupt individuals, the swamp, the victory. And I'm not willing to give them that victory. We're putting everything on the line this next year. I will sacrifice everything for this victory to get to D.C., help President Trump get his agenda moved through quickly, and restore America to our greatest days. I believe our greatest days are ahead, even through all that we're suffering right now. So if you want to get behind me and our campaign, carrylake.com, our polling is showing that we win in a two-way race or a three-way. But obviously, we want to move those margins way up. Big time. Because we don't have the election reform that we need. So I encourage you to, if you care about elections, um, save Arizona Fund and support our cases this as well. This is reality. You don't go and, uh, and you're not a supplicant to a lot of big donors or corporatists. You're a populist, nationalist, America first. This has got to be backed by the people. So how do people find out more about what's going on, where they can see you, other like policy papers you're putting out, and then how they can support you? You know, everybody loves tonight this thing will be packed. People love seeing Carrie Lake live. 
where, how else can they do it? You know, what other content you're putting out, and then how people specifically can support your campaign. CarryLake.com, and you can, um, if you're in Arizona, by the way, go to CarryLake.com. I think it's ballot. Just go there and, and sign the, it's two minutes, sign the online petition. You, the first step is you got to get on the ballot. We're just about there, we, which is amazing. It takes most campaigns nine months to get those signatures, and we're getting them in a matter of days and weeks. Um, so do that. Sign up for our uh, emails, and we'll keep you on top of where we're going with everything. I've got an issues page, and it shows what I want to do in D.C., to help not only Arizona, but our country. You know, I took that incredible border policy that we had and we wanted to implement starting on day one, hour one in Arizona, and I've turned it into what I will do legislatively to make sure that we can't get another president in like Biden who's going to undo what Trump did. I mean, Trump did amazing things. President Trump secured the border, but then we see when it's done through executive orders and and, and just his position, people he had in charge of ICE and DHS and all of that. Once all that was pulled out and Biden put his people in, we saw the whole policy crumble. We need to make sure we've got legislation so that we can't just get another dummy president in there who's going to screw things up. Let's get it enshrined in law so that we have a border wall and we have very, very secure border for our country. Uh, So I'm going to take all those great policies we had, including the homeless policy, legislate it from D.C. and make sure that we're cleaning up our streets, lifting these people up, making them contributing citizens, and uh, restoring quality of life. It's so horrible what's happening in our, in our cities, Steve. And the fastest-growing homeless population is in Ruben Gallego's district. The guy doesn't care about that. He talks a big talk. He's really weak and a wimp, and we don't have room for wimps in D.C. We need people who are going to fight for Arizona. Is the power of you and Trump is that you guys had long professional careers and were not politicians? Is that why people gravitate to you and Trump? I think that, and I think the authenticity and, and the love of our country. I, I was raised to be very patriotic. I love the people of Arizona, and I have a relationship with them. And I think President Trump had that relationship with the people as well over all these years. People saw how he walked away from an incredible, beautiful life and stepped into the swamp, didn't take a paycheck, worked tirelessly for the people despite taking hits, despite eight years of a smear campaign by the most corrupt media we've ever seen, And similar to me, I walked out of the media. I exposed what they were doing only to have them turn on me and, since I walked away, run hit piece after hit piece. And I love. Have there been hit pieces on you? Just a few, Steve. (laughs) But the funny thing is, because of your show, because of independent media now, because of independent journalism, it's falling on deaf ears. It's falling on deaf ears. So I, I just understand that the people of Arizona have a level of uh, relationship with me, and there's a level of trust there that they know I'm going to go in and fight for them. And they see that I've been fighting the elections. I mean, a lot of people said just walk away, run again, ignore what happened. That's not how you solve problems, by ignoring them and walking away. That's the, one of the biggest problems in D.C., is that we elect people and they ignore the problems. The problems are too big. They don't want to get involved. They don't want to politically hurt themselves by going hard after a problem and solving it. And they care more about getting a second term and a third term. Frankly, in the U.S. Senate, if you can't get the job done in six years, you should be voted out. No, that's the great framing of of the general election is you've got someone who was there who've sold out to the globalists and Wall Street and to the private equity people have turned on everybody. And then you've got, the I think, the most radical Democrat or one of the top two most radical Democrats in the House 
whose policies are just anti-American, and you're the America First candidate. Let's take a short break. we got one more block to go. We're here at the Ahern Hotel in Vegas, a big event tonight, 5 o'clock. Go to carrylake.com slash Las Vegas to get access. Just Vegas. Just Vegas, baby. We want everybody here. we got room for a few more. We want to see all the war room posse. Short commercial break. We're going to return to the Ahern Hotel in just a moment. Debt. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt dot com done with debt.com go there today action 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 stop the worrying take action your host stephen k Bath. before i let you go once again a carry lake event at the great ahern hotel remember the guys here at the ahern were the ones that stood in the breach during the pandemic and stood up for freedom that's why everybody around here loves the ahern ended up handcuffed <laughs> ended up handcuffed <laughs> i know how that feels I know how that feels. I don't yet, but you know what? Just the, win the Senate. Okay. The government is coming after us. One, you know, we got That's why we have to win. We have to win to save. Our we country. have to win. Uh, Carrylake.com. Hang on. Carrylake.com slash, slash Vegas. Vegas for tonight's event. Five to eight. Carrie's not only going to give a talk. She's going to be interviewed in an incredible one-on-one interview. Though a lot going. On, I'll say a few introductory remarks in my own calm downbeat way <laughs> so be there we'll be on fire <laughs> we'll be on fire okay i got a question i got lindell but i got to spend a few more minutes with you on this issue why should anybody in wisconsin or missouri or alabama or florida that have so much going on in their life why should they care about carrie lake's senate run in trump in arizona we have a great opportunity to pick up a senate seat and actually swing the majority over to Republicans, not just any Republicans. There's a great crop of America First senators running, and I think we're going to get a lot of them in there. But with our election, we have a chance to take back this Senate seat that's in the hands of a radical. I mean, Kirsten Cinema has never done anything for the people of Arizona. The only time she crossed over and voted uh, with the Republicans was to, to help the globalists. Um, and we've got a radical named Ruben Gallego. We can't have those two in the Senate. But the road to the White House for President Trump runs through Arizona. So Arizona is a critical state. If you live in any other state, you need to be very in tune to what's happening in Arizona. And I ask for your support. I will go to Washington, D.C., and not just fight for the people of Arizona, fight to restore America and help President Trump get his agenda passed. He's going to need fighters. We can't get any more mealy mouth, weak wimps in Washington, D.C. We've had enough of them, and we are truly on the last hill because every other hill has been surrendered by these weak politicians. And so we need someone who's going to go in there and fight. I know President Trump will fight. I will fight. I need your support to do that. Let, 
CarrieLake.com is where you go. Let me understand this. I just want to make sure. You're saying that the control of the United States Senate, and if we hold the House, and Trump's victory in 2024 all comes through Arizona. Absolutely. And right now, we, when you look at the polling, we've got a great shot at taking this seat. We will take this Senate seat back. Trump will win. The polling came out, I think it was five out of the six uh, Battleground, Battleground yep. states, Trump is ahead. That's only going to grow, but we need to get involved. We can't sit on the sideline. I know the last year has been hell, holy hell for people. We have to get involved. We can't say, well, the elections aren't perfect yet. Of course they're not. But how do we get there? We have to get patriots in office who are going to do something and so change So people it. can't be moping around. they got to get engaged, no. stay engaged. Keep right? your chin up. You know, I, I don't want to get too religious on you, Steve, but God put us here for this moment, just as he put our founders just exactly where they needed to be 246 years ago. And he put us here for this moment. It's the most critical moment in American history. We are here to save this country, and we will save the country, but not if we're going to mope around, not be able to get out of bed. Oh, it's not fixed. Nothing got done. Of course, we have to stay in, keep our chin up, keep our eye on the prize, which is getting America back. And I, I believe we will do it. I've full confidence, and I have confidence because we have fighters like President Trump and many others. There are some good people in Washington, D.C., but they need more of us there to help. Well, your um, courage is contagious, and you're certainly courageous because they're going to come and try to... You think there was bad uh, the last time. They're going to come. With the Senate and the White House all coming down to Arizona, or Arizona being the key that picks the lock, they will rip your face off. So you're in for a tough, you're in for a tough year, but I know you can do it. Bring it. I say bring it. They're going to have to march up to the top of this hill and bring me down because I'm not surrendering the hill, Steve. And I know you and I know the posses out there. Uh, This is going to be an epic battle, but it's one I am ready for. And I think the last couple of years and what we've been through, what our movement has been through, what they've done to me personally, uh, has only prepared me better for this fight. Fantastic. CarrieLake.com. Uh, remember, uh, Carrie said it's, there are the sunlit uplands, but we're going to go through a lot of turbulence. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. You get all the free, remember, everything there is free, free information kit, and particularly the end of the dollar empire. You need to know about the prime reserve currency, what it means to your economic well-being, and what it means when it's going, to, going away, because it's going to go away rapidly. So go check it out. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team about gold as a hedge in turbulent times. Mike Lindell, I know you got a busy day today. You're flying around the country like a madman, like you normally are, trying to save this country in elections. But we need to keep the operators fully engaged and full capacity on the floor in Minnesota at the factory. How do we do that, brother? Well, and, and thanks, everybody. You've been great support. Uh, check out lindaleplan.com if you want to know everything we're doing today. But Steve's right. We're out here trying to secure our elections. And uh, we need your help at MyPillow. We're running the sales all the way through this week now that we started a couple weeks ago. The flash sales, the towel sets were at $29.98. Uh, they're 50% off. Use the promo code WARROOM. Get all the specials we have right now by calling 800-873-1062. There you have the Giza Dream Sheets on sale for the War Room Posse, $59.98 for the queen size, $69.98 for the king. That's not available anywhere else. They paid $30 more. That's just for the War Room Posse. We've got our beds. We 100% make here in the USA the best beds you'll ever sleep on. Get yourself an early gift. We all need to be sleeping great right now in these times we're in. 
But there's the slippers, everybody. We're going to extend them this week. They're on sale all over the TV right now for $49.98. For the War Room Posse, $39.98. And we've got the... Um, um, all the blankets are on sale. We have over 240 products we put on sale for this week. All of them on sale. Call 800-873-1062 or go to MyPillow.com. Go down to the War Room Square. You'll see Steve there. Click on that. And all my employees are so grateful. Yep. Um, we're out time helping the country, and they're back there making great products for you with no middleman. Remember, we've been canceled. We have been canceled by yeah. um, we've been canceled by uh, box stores and shopping channels. So there's no middleman. It's directly to all of you, brother. Keep fighting. 800-873-1062. Remember, don't let the IRS shut down these uh, these fantastic American operators. Go check it out, Mike Lindell. Go back to work on the plan. We look forward to an update on the proof of concept that you're doing, Charlie Kirk. Two hours of fire-breathing populist nationalism follows us on Real America's Voice. Then Jack Posobiec will be back for the late afternoon and early evening show here in the War Room from the Ahern Hotel before we take the stage at Kerry Lake's big event. Make sure you check us back out here at 5 to 7. I'll be up on Getter uh, for the entire time. In fact, we're going to do a little homage to Hallman and to uh, Tim Miller on the afternoon show. So make sure you're here for it. Carrie Lake, thank you so much. Honor to have you on here. Thank you so much. Okay, look forward to tonight. Go check it out. Carrie Lake. Charlie Kirk now. CarrieLake.com slash Vegas. Boom. (laughs) Hit it. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.